Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons. And we're from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affect us achieving our financial goals. So today, uh, our topic is keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, I have no idea where that phrase came from. Do you? Actually, I do. No. It came from a comic strip in 1913 about a family who tries so hard to keep up with their neighbors. So, I mean, you kind of get the meaning. Well, I mean, what did you have to keep up with in 1913? What, indoor plumbing? I don't plumbing? know. That's a good, that's a good question. Indoor what, plumbing? What? I would love to see this comic strip They got a now. bigger icebox than you? <laughs> indoor plumbing, that's probably it. And that's probably, the, you have to have the nicest hats, the nicest suits, right? Yeah. Nicest dress for your ladies. Okay. There you go. Got that. And sadly, you know, now the Joneses aren't just our neighbors or our close friends. It's everywhere. It's commercials, social media. It's the it's, you know, reality TV, right? Keeping up with the fill in the blank, right? It's right. all about keeping up with it. And uh, you know what it does? It sort of sets us up for uh, this idea that we need to do that. And here's the really here's the really sad thing about that. That's what our children are seeing and watching, and they think that's reality. Right. And I, I'm afraid that a lot of the adults out there think it's reality, too. <laughs> But it's not. So okay. anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is keeping up with the Joneses and what the true cost of that really is. Right. Cost a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Who's doing this part? You are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jamie, have you ever purchased something you knew you couldn't afford just because you saw someone else that you know who had it? Yeah, yeah I have actually. Um, I, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. For me, it was really more... In my 20s and 30s, when I was you know younger, it was really important to keep up with you, you know your friends and your neighbors. And I think I've gotten better about that. I try to be better about that. But you know, there's still those times, right? You want that nice new car because somebody else got the nice new car, and you know I'm driving the car that's paid off, and right, I, you know maybe. I, I deserve it, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I have. How about you? I mean, yeah, we talked about that a little earlier today, and we both kind of said it really starts when you're a teenager and you start seeing what your friends are wearing or their electronics or whatever. And, you know, for, for me, and I'm going to really date myself here, but it was, you know, I had to have the guest jeans and the, at the time Nike was really big and, you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it starts young and, well, and think, it continues on. I think on. Nike's still pretty big. Well, but. I know, but. It's like not not like Adidas now. I, I agree with you in the fact that it does start, you know, start out for me in the teens too. I had to, you know, wear the certain brand name of shirt, you know, to, to be mm-hmm. that person. I had to wear the certain type of shoes to be that person. I actually had the first pair of Air Jordans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Air Jordans. I think what what solved my problem with that is I had to pay for them myself and it took me like six weeks to make enough money to pay for them. And, and then you said, whew, that's a lot of money. Well, you know, it's a lot easier if mom and dad were paying for it, right? So right. yeah, that, that keeping up with the Joneses start, seems like it starts there and it just continues on. And we know when it's when you're a teen or when you're younger than a teen, it's the peer pressure. Yeah. But I think that peer pressure continues on through adulthood. And oh, yeah, and it probably gets worse, really. Well, it gets more expensive, right? Because nobody else is buying it for you anymore. Right. <laughs> so we're going to ask you all some questions. We want you to play along at home. So are you guilty of this? And it's the discussion of what people do to try to keep up with their neighbors right uh the first one is they rack up credit card debt they purchase things they can't afford using credit cards who out there is guilty of this we're all raising our hands by the way 
Gordon, your hand up. Susie's <laughs> hands up. There you go. Uh, yeah. So are you guilty? Most of us are. Uh, what did you find, Dusty? Yeah. So according to Bankrate, 29% of Americans surveyed reported having more credit card debt than emergency savings. And actually, I was kind of surprised by this statistic. I would have thought it would have been higher than that. Yeah, we both discussed that and we agreed with that. We, we thought 29% was pretty low. We thought it'd be, you know. I mean, what we know about emergency savings behaviors in the United States, I was surprised that it only right. reported this. So. But yeah, it's it's a habit that starts out young because we get credit cards right out of college. Right. And, you know, it's it's dangerous. It's a slippery slope. Some of us get them in college and get in trouble. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a friend that did that in college. I think I've probably told you guys about that before. He had five credit cards in college and maxed them all out. We'll yep. talk about that another time. Yeah. What's so, number two? Number Lucy? two. Uh, and I think this is one that's probably the hardest. They buy a home they really can't afford. As you know, the highest amount of debt people have typically is their homes. And seeing other people with nicer homes doesn't necessarily mean they earn more. Correct. It's uh, uh, Most of us are guilty of it. I think about that when you buy your first house or your second house, you know, especially with the first house. I always think it's hard to tell ourselves that this is just our first house and it is probably temporary. And we're so excited. We go out and we buy that house and we want to keep up with our friends. It's not only about buying the house. It's also about the fact that my friend's buying a house. Right. Uh, we, were, we were joking about this earlier. It sort of starts with the idea of, well, they're getting married, so we need to get married. Right. Uh -huh. And then it's. Well, they're, they're buying a house. We need to buy a house. And it's they're having kids. We need to have kids. And then right. it just snowballs from there. Uh, but yeah, buying that house, you know, make sure if you're buying that house, you buy the one you can afford because getting into that debt at such a young age can be it can be devastating. It's, it's hard to recover from that. And, you know, it's been so interesting in the last several years because we've been in such a great economic boom that housing prices have continued to go up. And now that we're sitting in the middle of COVID, who really knows what's going to happen with the housing market? So again, coming back to buy within your means, because who knows if the first, you know, one of the first things that will happen is homes will depreciate in an economic downturn. Right. That, that, that happens. You know, luckily it's, they fluctuate, they go up, they go down. I think another part of that is when you're buying that home, home, remember taxes go up every year and insurance goes up every year. The insurance you get your first year, it's going to go up every year. So make sure you're, you're paying attention to that because yeah. that, that can get to the point where you, you could be... You become troublesome. Yep. I think a lot of people make that mistake. They can afford the home, but they don't realize that there's going to be another couple hundred dollars a month that's going to affect them from taxes and insurance. And then we also talked about this. You know, you got a new home. What do you want to put in it? Right. Yeah. You've got this new home. You got 10 rooms and now you want new furniture. You want new everything for that room. So make sure you're looking at that, too, because that's going to that's when we when I have a class about buying homes. That's one of the things we talk about. You know, one of the big mistakes people go out and do, they go out and put on their credit card and buy all new furniture and then their credit scores go down and they go try to close on their house. And they can't close on the house because their credit scores have gone down. So make sure you're not doing that. And it, it's great to buy a house at a young age. Just remember you're doing it for the right reasons, not because. Sally down the street bought one. Right. Your friends. Right. So number three, people that are trying to keep up with the Joneses hide purchases and fight about money with their spouses or live in denial with themselves. Correct. Uh, so in, in, in relationships, sometimes you have the spender and you have the saver and the spender loves to spend and the saver loves to save. And a lot of times the spender hides that from the saver and eventually the saver finds out. And of course that doesn't equal, <laughs> doesn't go well, doesn't go very well. <laughs> You've been lying to me. You've been spending all the money. Uh, so that, that, that's a very difficult decision or discussion. I should say not decision, but the other one that's even worse than that is believe it or not, is the spender spender relationship where you both are spenders. So there's nobody there trying to keep anybody in check. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
like kids in a candy store. It's like, yes, this is a great idea. Nobody's ever there to say, this is not, probably not the best idea. Yeah. So if you're in that relationship, you might want to step back and have a conversation about that. Right, Dusty? Yep. And, you know, the spender in all of this is probably having some real anxiety over the fact that at some point they're going to they're going to get confronted by the saver about what's going to happen. And they're going to have to justify either what they purchased or figure out how to pay for it. Which, I mean, it's great because you're really talking about that philosophy of uh, uh you know, or not the philosophy, but the psychology of people that spend money. Why people spend? Yes, yeah, some people that's they spend because they they are anxious, or because they are nervous, or because it's not always because they want that. It's that's what they do. That's their way of dealing with other issues in their life. So make sure you're having that conversation, and you're not just going out buying things to keep up with the Joneses. It's okay. Yep. And then you know what are other um, what other people do when they get to a point where they can't keep going like this is a lot of keeping up with the Jones people end up filing bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. There you go. That's a, that's, that's a probably of, the extreme. That is the extreme, but, but it happens, but right? It happens. It happens and, and we see it happen all the time. How many times do you see that with celebrities where they're filing bankruptcy? Cause they could, you know, the millions they're making, they can't keep under financial control. I, I, I'm not going to comment on one person. That's a celebrity that company declared bankruptcy numerous times, but we all know who that might be. Um, so <laughs> he's giving, he's giving hand signals. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, um, bankruptcy is one of those things that's there and it's there for a reason, but it's become something that we use to get out of trouble when, when we may have created that trouble ourselves, as we've talked about bankruptcy or spending before, you know, I, I talk with people, I meet with people. I know people that have declared bankruptcy. I know people that have declared bankruptcy, personal family members that have declared bankruptcy, and they did everything right after that. They they didn't go back to their spending habits. It actually they learned their lesson. It solved the it solved the problem. Yeah. And and they've done that and they've done it right for many years. I also have other family members that have declared bankruptcy more than once. They never changed the spending behavior. You know, and so I don't know that much about bankruptcy. So we were talking about, you know, what would be the one of maybe the right reasons to declare bankruptcy? And you brought up a really good point. Well, first off, I always look at the amount of debt people have. And I always remind them, A, number one, education debt doesn't get charged off in bankruptcy. Neither do taxes. So that's the first so thing. So if you owe back at. taxes. Right. They're, they okay. don't get, they're not getting charged off usually. What I see is a lot of people that have to declare bankruptcy have had to declare it because of medical bills. We've seen a huge increase in that in the last 10 years. That we hadn't seen before. So mm -hmm. a lot of times when I sit down with people, we look at their credit card debt, their you know their their debt when it comes to you know lending debt, but it's also about medical bills. Now if I sit down with a person and it's all credit cards and spending, depending where it is, I, I usually there's usually a way to get out of that. Not always, but usually. So it's really you know doing all those things. And the, the thing that people need to remember is when you declare bankruptcy, you're going to have a, it's going to affect you over the next couple of years on when you are able to borrow something. So by destroying that credit score through bankruptcy. It's going to be hard for you to get that next loan. You well, and in a time like this, to. it might even affect your ability to get that next job or, you know, get that next place that you need to rent. Right. Because they're going to look at your credit for all of those things. Right. That's right. We've talked about that before where, you know, some employers do look at that. Yep. They look at your uh, they look at your credit score or your, your history, too. So what's next? We're going to talk about uh, how the economy affects our ability to keep up with the Joneses. So. Huh. We've been talking a lot about the economy lately, as right. most people probably are. Um, but, well, you know, my question to you was, you know, if I'm already living beyond my means, does an economic downturn create even more of a snowball effect 
for someone who's living like that related to overspending or. Right. It, it does. Uh, it's funny because, you know, the last 10 years, we haven't really talked about the economy too much in a negative way. Everybody's doing well. Everybody's getting raises. Everybody's, you know, doing okay since 2008. You know, it took a couple of years, two or and three And we were comfortable years. that we're, way, right? We were comfortable, right. We, we got, it, I hate to say it, but we sort of got fat and lazy about it. We never, you know, oh, 2008 is not going to happen again. And then bam, what happens? We get hit with the virus, COVID. Mm-hmm. Nobody's expecting this, right? So we've been living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, using our credit cards, paying them off, going on vacations, but living on a very thin budget when it comes to savings, right? right? Uh-huh. And next thing you know, bam, you lose a job. So that, so, cause we're in such a good economic times the last five years, especially we sort of don't expect it to happen. So what are we doing? We're out having a good time because the economy's good. It's rolling and we're spending like we don't, we're never going to have to save again. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this happens. So yeah, it does. The, uh, uh, the downturn creates a snowball too, though, because first off the good economy is creating that behavior. And then when the downturn happens, what do you turn to if you haven't had your savings? I guess you turn to stimulus payments, stimulus <laughs> packages, unemployment, credit cards, maybe right. credit cards, loans, you know, personal loans. And then that creates a, it's, it's truly a snowball, it creates more financial anxiety. You know, right. what am I going to do next? You know, you, you gotta, you gotta stop the cycle somewhere. Right? Gotta stop the cycle somewhere. Yeah. Yep. And then there's this dirty little secret and all of this that we're trying to keep up with someone else, but guess what? They're also trying to keep up with us. So Stopping the cycle is the most important thing we can do out of all this. What we want to do is we want to be the person that the Joneses look to keep up with us, right? We become the Joneses and and we want to be a a good model, right? Yeah. And like I said, it it starts at home with your children. Model good behavior at home for your children. So your children are used to that. Uh, You know, the millennials get a lot of, you know, that, ah, the millennials. But I tell you, they've gotten really good at saving as we learned in our last podcast at investing and saving and and really shopping around and knowing what they're doing that's good and that came about because of what happened with the economy in 2008 they didn't have many options exactly so you know if you're the joneses here's what you're going to do to help your neighbors out number one dusty you're going to live within your means um you know, according to Value Penguin, two thirds of people surveyed reported overspending by at least one hundred dollars a month, and fifty fifty six percent said they do not or cannot pay off their credit cards in full each month. That's a really scary thing. So We're, it might take us some adjustment, but the number one thing you can do is to live within your means and teach your kids that you're living within your means. Live within your means, right? Teach your kids that. Um, you know, and right now I hate to bring it up again, but during COVID. This is a good thing to talk about, right? Because we're not going out to eat as much. We're not going to Starbucks as much. We're not. We're not. It's going a little out bit shopping. easier to yeah. pull back yeah. on. Yeah, I because mean, you're kind of limited. We still have Amazon and online shopping. Hopefully, we're not just taking going shopping and just translating it to home like right. some people I know. But yeah, live within your means. Um, I'm not going to say who. I got to look for Courtney. It's Courtney. It's, it's not really Courtney, but we'll, we'll blame it on Courtney. I blame everything else on her. Number two. Two, build up your savings before you spend. And we talk about three types of savings, short-term, long-term, and retirement. And we promise you that if you focus on these three things now, you'll thank us later. So let's talk about what those three types of savings are, okay. short-term. Your, your, your first goal is, we've talked about in the past, short-term is get $1,000 in a savings account. That's there That's for an emergency. emergency. That's what it's there Not for. Not to hit when you decide you want to take a weekend trip. This is truly emergency, emergency savings. Emergency savings, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Yes. Not I want to go out and eat t- tonight. It's emergency. Right. Something happens. Don't touch it. Emergency right. savings. So okay. the short term emergency is a thousand dollars. Then after that, long term is you want to try to save up to three months of salary. Yeah. Or if you could be even a bigger saver and go to six months. Well, you got to start at three, right? And then once you hit three, your goal is to get to six. Correct. I remember trying to do this in my 20s thinking this is something I will never get to. But we did. And we really focused on it. And you get to three and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to say we never got to six. But because <laughs> that's a really hard discipline to keep going. Because Dusty likes to shop. <laughs> Target is her favorite place to it shop. It is my Target. If you're listening, I would endorse you. <laughs> yeah, get a get a get a Target endorsement. There you go. Uh, number three, reality check yourself. Oh wait, let's go back. Okay, sorry. okay. So we got short term and long term savings, oh. but retirement. And next, and so you've got your six months of emergency. You know, it's savings. funny because whenever we talk about this, whenever anybody talks about it, retirement's always the last thing they talk about. Yeah. Which is odd. Why are we always putting that last? Right? Because and that's the behavior we get. Eventually, when I get to it, I'll start saving. For retirement, really, the idea is you're doing all three of these equally, simultaneously, simultaneously, yeah. and e- at equal time, which takes time. discipline. Very much so. It takes discipline. Start early. Start teaching those kids again. Save a penny, invest a penny, spend mm-hmm. a penny, or I guess today nowadays, what? Save ten, spend ten, invest ten, mm-hmm. right? Because a penny doesn't do anything for you anymore, I guess. So the other thing with t- retirement, and I see so many people, so many of our members come in and talk about this, but they will they will build up retirement savings and then they will hit it for some reason and withdraw. And your goal should never be to touch your retirement savings. That is a last resort for anything. Right. right. Uh, if you're going to touch your Retirement savings, it has to be a pretty big emergency. Yeah. I've seen people tap their retirement accounts to buy things. Me too. Talking about keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Well, I'll just repay it, you know, and it's like, right. really? Or you... the penalty you take out to to just draw on some money in it, it's terrible. Right. Don't do it. Correct. Number three, reality check yourself. What does that mean, Dusty? Okay. So reality check yourself. I think this is a really good one just in the play on words because- you know, reality TV and everything that we see on social media, not reality, right? This is not how real people live. So to reality check yourself, you should really take a look at your income, your budget, your savings, and your discretionary income and be okay with who you are. So you're telling me all those real housewives of every city aren't real people doing real things? Well, they are real real people, but they're paid to to have those situations. That's their job, right? That's their job. That's their job. That's That's their brand. That's not their life. That's, yeah, that's that's their... And you know, that's that's the few people in the country who live that way. And we can't all expect to live that way. And we should be okay with that. But... That's what we think we need to live like, right? That's how we need to live. Yes. We or need the, to live. you know, we talk, my friends and I talk about that, you know, everybody puts all only the best stuff on social media. Who, you know, what about you and whatever. Nobody airs their dirty laundry and, you know, but we all know it exists. That's right. So. It does. I have no dirty laundry. <laughs> I, I do the laundry every day, so I don't have any in the house, right? So uh, anyway, you know, just be okay with who you are. That's be, a really hard one. Right. Reality check. Make sure you're being, you know, real. Hey, guess what? When you come to my house, we're going to have ourselves a little little appetizer i'm gonna buy the cheapest stuff i can find no just joking but but that's true though think about you're it you're getting pbr if you, if you go think to about Jamie's that house. if you ever have a house part if you ever have people over to your house what do you always do you always go out and buy the, the oh, nice yeah. the nice food the nice wine the nice courtney says no <laughs> courtney's not worried about what her friends think about that's her. because she's not keeping up with the joneses that, as we oh, are. is that what it is oh, okay yeah well you know it's funny because as we talked about earlier keeping up with the joneses is really about stages of life right to yeah. me you know 20s 30s it, it's funny because I swear I'd never be this guy, but I'm trying to keep up with my neighbors with the yard thing. Oh, the lawn. The lawn thing, right? You got to have the lawn 
perfectly green. It's he talks about this all the oh time. Oh my god, you get. I've, I'll tell you, I'm mowing. You're like, you're mowing again. Why are you mowing? Because I've got to keep up with my neighbors. You know, I, I, you know, I'm never gonna have the best looking yard in the. But neighborhood. you're certainly not gonna have the. I'm worst. I'm not gonna have the worst either. That's exactly right. So my keeping up with the Joneses, I guess, is <laughs> yard <care>. work. Yeah, <laughs> lawn care. Right. At least that's not super expensive. So anyway, reality check that, Jamie. Yeah, reality check that. Should I should I get the the watering system? Oh I, no, those are super expensive and they break all the time. My dad has one. I have one too. It's broke. Oh. <laughs> 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 See, I've been cheap. I won't pay to get it fixed. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving on to number four. Have a real conversation with your family about living a simpler life. And you know what? If you've been keeping up with the Joneses for years, this is probably the hardest thing to do, right? Right. I, I got to tell you, growing up as a kid, my parents were pretty good about this for the most part. The um, life was pretty simple. You know, I remember when cable came out, we weren't the first neighbor. We weren't the first household. I didn't have cable until well, I was because you in lived my in the 20s. middle of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't have a cell phone until I was in my twenties either. Well, yeah, I didn't either because they weren't around yet. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah. I just dated myself, didn't I? Yeah, I you didn't sure have did. a cell phone. That's keep up with Joneses too. <laughs> that's uh, so real conversation. Uh, you know, my in my household it was simpler because you know that's just the way it was. We couldn't afford mm-hmm. it. Uh, we were not. We took us a while before we got cable. There's this great thing came out called cable and I had this thing called MTV and I had to beg and beg and plead and plead and plead and beg and plead. We got it. And that's a great thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was simpler then. Uh, it's really funny because I found ourselves recently doing more of those simple things as family members, like doing puzzles together, playing, playing cards, playing games. Yep. And, you know, that's, that's how it can be. And I think we were going to talk. Simpler I, life doesn't necessarily mean a life that you don't enjoy. Well, right. We were talking about vacations earlier today. Yeah. Right. The idea that you've got to first off spend X amount of dollars to go on vacation is ridiculous. Now, the other thing I've seen ridiculous lately is where we see it in my household is everybody else went on fall break vacation. So we need to go on fall break vacation. Do you see that in your neighborhood as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, every every break there's a vacation, yes. And and then for mine, it's like, oh, so and so's going out of the country. Well, yeah, we should go out of the, the country. country. Yeah, why why I can't mean, we go out of the country? Talk about privilege. do we not have any money? Right. Do we are are we poor? No, we're not poor. We just don't go up to Europe because it's expensive and we're not going to live on credit. But it's I mean it's true though when you think about it because then what happens? We're talking about keep up with Joneses. They go on the vacation. We all find out how. Because they post it where? On social media. Social media. And now all of a sudden our children think that's what's required in life to be happy. And it's it's really not, believe it or not. It's really not. It, it seems like it is, but it's not. Yep. So we have four little pieces of advice for helping you live a little bit simpler. Um, the first is practicing the 24-hour rule before you make a purchase, big or small. And this is a really good piece of advice. Right. Uh, I, I think it goes with almost anything. Sometimes, depending on how big the purchase is, I might tell you to wait a week. Right. right? Like a car or right, a, car, a yeah. house. Or... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. House. well <laughs> sometimes you can't wait a week. But... Yeah. I, I see so many people go out and purchase cars because they act like if they don't buy that car that day, they're not going to get that car. and. Or they go in wanting to purchase a particular car and then they get upsold into a a better car. Right. And they make that decision on the spot versus telling the sales guy, I'll call you back tomorrow about that. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to get that. Well, you know, if you if you buy it today, we'll give you a little extra off. Right. Right. Uh, Don't don't fall for that. And it's not just big items like that with automobiles. It's all the purchases. Right. It's like, oh, I love the shirt. I have to have this shirt. Okay. 
go home for a couple of days and see how bad you need that shirt. You know, it goes back to that wants versus needs. Uh, we're all guilty of it. We've oh, all done instant it before. gratification, instant right? Instant gratification. That's... It makes us happy. Right. I'm still proud to say I haven't bought anything in the last month. Like, I bought things, but nothing for myself. Oh, well, okay. that's good. Um, another one is uh, foregoing a big vacation for a staycation. Hmm. How's that sound? You know, that that's a hard, you know, when COVID hit, we were supposed to go on a big vacation and really bummed we didn't get to go. And now we're debating, are we going to try to still do that? Or should we should we do something on a smaller scale? And, uh, you know, leaning towards smaller scale. But that's a hard, that's a hard one to swallow because you feel like you work so hard for your money and you should get to enjoy it. And so, yeah, so that's a tough one, especially if, you know, if you're, if you're seeing your income affected by, by COVID or something else, just the economy in you should just, yeah, you need to maybe step back and go, we were going to do this, but instead we're going to do this. We're going camping. We're going camping. <laughs> uh, stop eating out for a month. Oh, I couldn't do this. I couldn't, <laughs> I don't think I'd survive. But we joke about it, but I don't think I could either. I don't eat out a lot, but man, I go out and I've. We buy pizza. Yep. Take out pizza. Take or out pizza once a week. That's like sort of like our thing. Yeah, let's get pizza tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's our break from cooking. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I, I love my takeout pizza. It's just, it's, I love it. You know, you guys know me. I love pizza. So if you ever want to give me something, pizza. send pizza anywhere. Giacomo's, <laughs> shout out to Giacomo's, Ale Emporium, uh, Marco's, Jets. Uh, there's very few pizzas I will not eat. So there you go. And then lastly, commit to one day a week where you don't spend anything. And I really thought this one was interesting at first until I thought about the fact that pretty much every day I spend money on something. And that's even like I'm paying a bill, I'm getting gas, I'm eating out, um, whatever, you know. So one day a week, you know, and I pick Sunday. I'm going to do Sundays. Well, you you tend to get gas when you eat out, Dusty. I meant that guy. Oh, boy. That's a terrible joke. Ha, ha, ha. That was a great one. Um, so anyway, there bail you know, here. pick a day a week where you don't spend any you money. You don't spend any money. I, I agree with you to an extent, but I think most of us turn around and just buy double the next day. Maybe. So, But I, at least try it. At least try it. At least try it. I, that goes back to the whole spending journal thing where you know you write down what you spent your money on so you, mm-hmm. so you know what you spend your money on, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we going to do? We're going to quit keeping up with the Joneses. We're going to quit being the Joneses. And we're going to teach our children to not be the Joneses, right? That's the goal. Or not be the Simmons. That's the goal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you found yourself overspending in the past or even, you know, up until today, or you're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I am the Joneses. I'm keeping up with them. um, It's not too late to work on your finances and get back on track for a better financial future. And as always, you know, uh, credit union people like us, we're, we're here to help you. That's right. Uh, we provide free financial education, not only through this podcast, but also through, through free Wealth Builder seminars, webinars, and free online learning. Learn more about how we can help you at fcfcu.com. And remember, it's okay to be yourself. That's my Mr. Rogers plug. I like for it. For today. That's a good plug. Okay, good. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to help you improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast from Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thank you. Bye.